and welcome to this special holiday episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. I'm your host, Mia Byte, and today we're here to talk about two big things, the holidays and the gaming awards. But, as you can already see, I can't do this alone, so please welcome my co-host, Robin Gray. Hey, you. Hello. It's been a while. It has. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, um, well, a cold minute, actually. It's been a very but, cold uh, minute. Sort of very, very cold minute. Exactly. But how are you, how are you doing? How I'm good. Doing? I'm good. I mean, I'm really happy to be here. It's really exciting. It's holidays slash gaming awards. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it should be a good show. Yeah, I am very, very excited to too because uh, we're here to do something very special today, right? We're we're talking the gaming awards. We are indeed. Um, so yeah, we're here to reveal the nominees of the gaming awards 2023, presented by Logitech G and Streamlabs. Um, and at this point, I'd love to give a quick shout out to all of our sponsors. Uh, you're all amazing people. We're going to see you as you kind of flow through all of this. So Facebook Gaming, Rocksteady. Um, all the people that you'll start to see sort of trickle off um, and you can check out obviously more uh, online as well. Oh. Um, and as always, you can keep up with all the latest news and features from Game Magazine by visiting us online at gamingmag.com. Yes, head on over to gamingmag.com for all of that information. Now, it wouldn't be the holidays without a special guest swinging by, a super special guest and jingle my bells. It's only the host of the Gaming Awards, Julia Hardy. Hello! Hi, hi everybody. Merry, I don't know, happy holiday. Is it even yet? Merry, Is it Merry, Merry, Merry something. something. Merry something. Merry hopefully not working soon. <laughs> that. Yes. Hi Merry, guys, how Merry you crack open the eggnog. I'm good, you? Yeah, I'm really good. I've been sitting in my tracksuit playing The Witcher all day. I've been having and a fantastic day. How, how classy a life we lead. Yes. I mean, this is, for me, this is peak. It's like, turn off the phone, like buy a load of snacks, ate some cereal with a duvet on me and just loaded up The Witcher. It was like the stuff of dreams when you become an adult. The stuff of dreams, <laughs> yeah. legends and everything else. Right, Heck exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got Cozying to say though, up with a bit of Geralt, that sounds like a good time. Right. And he starts off in this really hot bath and I forgot about that. And I was like, I really want a bath now. So susceptible. Um, <laughs> can I, can I take the PlayStation into the bath? <laughs> That sounds like a really risky thing to do. Um, but also like I've just I've just moved into like a new place and it's great, but like I haven't quite figured out how the heating properly works yet because it has like three radiators, but then like the ceilings are really high. So like mm. it's, they're basically pointless. So um, yeah. it's been freezing. I'm not going to lie. I've literally <laughs> been walking around like an old lady with like eight coats on and like a hot water bottle. But I think I figured it out now. But uh, yeah, And a bag of pigeons. Yeah, yeah. For warmth. Point. <laughs> For warmth. <laughs> Wriggly warmth. <laughs> it's at that point you're gonna have to set up some kind of like reflective tents above you, then people see through the window and they think, What's going on over there? Well they got tents up. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, at my old flat, the blinds were so terrible, and it they had floor, it had floor to ceiling windows, and basically it would have direct sun in the summer, and there were no windows on the other side, so you could never get like a breeze. So when it was summer, I'd have to put up like space blankets on the window, so I didn't die from overheating. <laughs> but I did. I looked at it from the outside, and. Yeah, I looked as crazy as I imagined I would. I did, like, all of the windows covered in mm. basically tinfoil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did I people was... sort of, like, look at you in the street going, yeah, it's her that grows the weed? I just, I just, well, yeah, either that. I was you're growing <laughs> like a load of weed. No, I, I, luckily enough, people knew me well enough, I think so. But then I guess maybe they just didn't put two and two together. Plus, they couldn't see in. 
so it's fine. They didn't know it was True. me. Hopefully, good, good, True. good, good, good. Wow, how are you? Uh, how, are, how are you going, Mia? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing yeah. good. Um, there I've just been you know trying to like catch up on on video games recently. Just been getting up to <laughs> to all the things. There's there's so much that that's, that's out right now during the holiday season, and uh, so much to catch up with. But we'll talk about that you later. Uh, yeah, how about meaty, you, Robin? Meaty games as well, though. Really, not even just little. I mean, there are a lot of little games, mm. but there are lots of very large, girthy games out there. <laughs> Yes. Welcome, to the, welcome to the gaming podcast, everyone. Um, <laughs> we talk about girthy games. Yes. <laughs> I no, mean, it's, it's, it's a it's, kind it's of wit. Nothing more you need on a winter's evening than a nice bit of girth, just to sort yes. of see you through. I mean, I think we can all agree <laughs> yes. on girth, can we? I don't know. Like, like The Witcher 3, there's a lot of girth to that game. There's a lot of girth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very girthy. <laughs> so, so much to do, so much to see. <laughs> So many plates to earth. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. And b- before we move on, Robin, yeah. how about you? What have you been getting up to recently? Um, work mainly, obviously prepping for the gaming awards. All very exciting. Yes. Um, very I, exciting. Uh, very yes, exciting. We will come on to talk about that quite at length um, in, in a bit. Just to go back to length and girth for a second. Um, <laughs> what have you been playing? Oh, so I've, I've still been tinkering around. You know me, Lego Star Wars um always a classic um so i've been i i, I could have guessed that i don't know why i, I asked it because <laughs> i'm like i i know it's that's robin it's just lego games Wars, and borderlands Star Wars, borderlands lego just having, like, if... nice and comforting about them and like sometimes like what i sometimes find as well is like i find not what not my daily life really stressful but i feel like my brain gets used a lot like a lot of a lot during the day and so sometimes when i come home i just really don't want to use it anymore yeah we don't it's need a death done. we don't I need don't... Elden ring I I don't, don't want to think. A, yeah. I don't want reaction time. Exactly. Please. Exactly. I'm old. Mm-hmm. I just want to sit yeah. here and have fun. <laughs> um, oh, and exactly. um, the uh, Batman trilogy. Um, I've oh. Just, for some reason, it, it, it was on um, uh, Black Friday on the PlayStation Store for like a 10. For the Arkham games? Game? So the, you haven't played it before? Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah years ago. Um, but they so good. They remastered the first oh, two. So um, good. So, so, I, so I good. I played a bit of the first one, skipped over it and got into Arkham City because that was my favorite one. Mm. Oh, genuinely mm, feel like the Batman. Finally. Oh Definitely. yeah. And like it's kind of sad that we've lost Kevin Conroy yeah, recently exactly. as well. But you know, he will live on in those games. And uh we well, also gonna the... get a little bit you're gonna get a bit more of him as well. Yes, um, in the Suicide Squad he's, game. He's voicing in Suicide Squad, yeah. 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 Gonna so you're gonna so you're gonna get a little bit of posthumous um performance. Aww. Which is, mm. which is cute. Mm. Well, now Any, I'm sad. Yeah, let, let's let's <laughs> let's set, let's set the mood for a nice triumphant evening, hasn't it? So, um, yeah, let's let's get on to happier things. Yes, something a little bit more uh, light-hearted, such as the gaming awards, Ooh. of course, presented by Logitech G and Streamlabs. Sorry, yes. Uh, yes. They're back in April, live in New York City, and uh, that's very exciting. They're going to be live so here on excited, Twitch too. I'm so excited. But it's New York City. That's it's amazing on Broadway, right? We absolutely are. Wait, yeah, but... I don't have to do any kind of musical anything because <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> Maybe I, I, we do now. Yeah. Now no, that you said no. it, I feel like that would be a good idea. You. Yeah, I mean, let's just put an idea in my head. Like we are literally we are, we're a block from Times Square, so we are mm. more on Broadway than some of the big theaters. Um, oh my goodness! So. It wouldn't be me without there being some sort of musical element somewhere in the show. As long as it's just not me doing it. I don't <laughs> mind if it's there. Just don't I mean, make me... 
Last year, there were the the drag performances that weren't aired on Twitch, unfortunately, mm. due, to they weren't copyright due to copyright reasons. And then Twitch yes. went and did it themselves and thought oh. it was fine. So I'm kind of gutted oh. by that, but because oh. they were amazing. <laughs> yes, they were. Stunning. They were. And, and there's so and good. I was I was stressing about like I really wanted to do it, but they were all doing it to copyright music. So of course, me being the good Christian boy that I am was like, oh no, we can't possibly do copyright music. Um, and then not you know two, not two months later, not Ooh. two Screw months it, later, Twitch, TwitchCon comes out um, doing doing drag drag performances to to copyright music, but because I they're using, just... we'll figure it okay. out. Okay, so picture this then. What about what I what about Julia Hardy in a Wait, in no. a drag performance? <laughs> just, then you don't have to sing. Then you just can mime descending, along to the to the song in a, in, a, in a mirror ball from the ceiling or something. I mean. <laughs> I was going to do that anyway. I don't know if you've read the contract that my oh, agent okay. no. over. It was very specific about what yes. I descend from and how and the speed. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, that could be funny. It could be really funny. I'll have to learn <laughs> some skills somehow. Get the uh, choreography going. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm really good. Exactly. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> so like in 2022, in this year, we have 12 award categories. And this year, more than ever, uh, more people than ever, sorry, have been able to have their say because our nomination categories uh, were wider open. So a lot more people had public nominations of, were available for ca uh, character, authentic representation. Uh, there was a lot more that people could have their say, which was wonderful. Yes. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the nominations. Uh, we're going to be going through each category, obviously, uh, with the exception today of the Gaming Icon and Streamer Rising Star Class, which, you know, that that's going to be announced nearer to the awards themselves. Yep. It's kind of a bit spoilerish if we announce it right now. So uh, we're going to we're going to leave that to the side for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so if we're all sitting comfortably, I am uh, ready. let's kick off with yes. best LGBTQ. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay, Wait. now I'm we now? now we're ready. Are we, are we comfy? Yeah, I'm we're good. good. Yes. We good? Mm -hmm. we you you good. may proceed. Thank you. <laughs> um, what are we doing? We're kicking off with best LGBTQ comic book moment. Now, this award recognizes the best LGBTQ moment in a comic book in 2022. Heck yeah. Now, if you remember last year's winner was the Pride Omnibus by Joe Glass uh, from Dark Horse Comics and Comicsology. Now, Robin... That was, of course, was a fantastic piece, yes, and it was. Uh, it was so nice to see them on stage, like accepting that reward and and just tearing up. It was absolutely great. Uh, Robin, who are this year's nominees? Absolutely. So this year's nominees for the Gaming Awards twenty twenty three are Marvel Voices Iceman, uh, Rockstar and Softboy, Superman Son of Kal El, and Young Men in Love. And that's an amazing lineup. And in the more observant would notice that Young Men in Love is Joe Glass again um yeah so, yes. they are editing this one rather than uh writing it so this is a an, an edit an anthology piece um interesting. interesting things to pick out of these i think so the superman son of kal-el was a stunning piece of of comic book for this year um obviously sent the right wing nuts over having sort of like oh. uh, about superman being yep. uh by and stuff that was the, just the, the, I, the the only thing i remember about this um was my yeah. uncle apparently through the grapevine i heard from my family my uncle saying they've turned superman trance and it's like <laughs> and it just goes to show you the lack of understanding oh my god but, <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's not only a great example obviously of having the character which is the 
cousin, son, daughter, whichever one it is, I can't remember. Um, but they, it's not, it's not the classic 1960s Superman. So the sort of like people can can in, enjoy themselves a little bit. Um, the uh, the other thing about this is that it's not just obviously representation of the the, the hero, um, but the boyfriend uh, is Asian. So it actually has good LGBTQ Asian representation in comic books as well, which is lovely. Um, and of course, the on on the flip side, on the Iceman side as well, um, I think it's a really great comic because I think it, it tells a really fun story because it actually does. It, it kind of talks about how his life, not only from the heroic side, but also the sort of like the messy gay kind of side of it as well, which I think is really cool uh, to mm. sort of like normalize things a little bit. I think that was something that was very interesting about some of the nominees last year as well as how these uh, superhero characters actually navigate the world as like queer superheroes. So anything that goes into that is always it's always going to be a plus. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. They all said, I'm like, I'm I'm not the biggest comic book person, but like, honestly, like, these are definitely piquing my interest more than like most other stuff for sure. Yeah, it's really interesting to see that. Yeah, yeah. definitely Superman. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to read that. Right. So the next award is the Best LGBTQ Tabletop Game Award, which recognizes the best tabletop game or supplemental released in 2022 with LGBTQ themes absolutely uh last year's winner was adventuring with pride uh from jack dixon volume two uh that'll be important in just a second uh mia who's <laughs> up for the nominations this year okie dokie so this year we have adventuring with pride a queero's journey uh a follow-up there from jack dixon <laughs> jack dixon sorry uh we have pathfinder lost omens from Paizo, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Pride Across the Multiverse from Wizards of the Coast, and Tower of the Soul from Awfully Queer Heroes. Now, Pride Across the Multiverse, I will admit to the fact that I am not a Magic the Gathering person. Freely admit to that. <laughs> uh, but this picture that we feature here with the bears in the hot tub, mm. uh, that was released on the internet, sent <laughs> several of our sites, uh, Bearwood Magazine and Game Magazine, into Meltdown <laughs> simultaneously. Uh, and I was like, where the hell did this come from? And then I looked into it and it was just like, oh my God, they did it amazingly. And they didn't, what I loved about this entire set of cards was the fact that they picked off beautiful uh, artwork for each part of our community. They didn't just go mm. with kind of 10 twinks or they didn't just go with kind of mm. just 10 muscly dudes or whatever. Like they really kind of dug into the community and, and got good representation across the board. Nice. So I'm top, uh... top marks to them. I'm double checking the uh, the the pride across the multiverse because I, I remember there was a specific card that um that had me that had me reeling. I absolutely adored it. I I think it was just like the the two. I believe it was the two sapphic just mm. girls just 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 holding mm -hmm. each other, embracing each other with people looking on, as well as like the the rainbow council too i like absolutely adore i wish i had the pictures here just to, to show up for you but they, they are yeah. all stunning um mm -hmm. oh wow yeah i'm just literally looking at yeah, them yeah, now. Yeah. they are gorgeous P mm -hmm. please do google them and, and enjoy them in your own time um yes. adventuring with pride oh, wow. of Quiro's journey obviously is volume three so jack's mm -hmm. jack's back um for for his second nomination which is fantastic and uh pathfinder actually um it's it's not necessarily obvious straight away, but the character on the front cover of that is a trans woman. So um, we have trans, trans representation on on the on the box of uh, of Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. I love that so much. Of course, uh, I, I'm 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 really looking forward. I've actually been looking into potentially uh, getting into uh, the Tower of the uh, Soul uh, campaign as well. So I'm I'm hoping uh, at some point I'll be able to like sit down with a, a group of people and play that. But um, yes, yes, that'll nice. be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, next up, it's the Best LGBTQ Plus Contribution to Esports Award. Now, this award recognizes the contribution of a person or organization who has done a significant amount of work in promoting, developing, and championing diversity in esports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last year, uh, the winner was the awesome Captain Fluke. Amazing. Of course, has yeah. been doing amazing work. Uh, Julia, tell us this year's nominees. Yes. So, okay, this year's nominees are Chicago Metropolitan Sports Association. We have Team Overture, Valorant Game Changers, and Exit. Uh, fantastic lineup in CMSA there again for uh, the second nomination, I believe. They were nominated oh, yeah. okay. last year as well. So top marks to them. Uh, I can always see CMSA kicking off in chat, which is wonderful. And mm-hmm. Overture in chat as well, which is even better. So, uh, yeah, so look, um, Team Overture, I'm going to pick a couple off. Um, they've had a huge, huge impact this year um, in LGBTQ live tournament uh, charity space. They've done some fantastic stuff uh, throughout the year. And of course, Valorant, um, they're hugely, highly notable sort of for, for what they're doing with the game changers with their marginalized gender and women group as well. So um, brilliant for them. CMSA doing some great stuff. Exet, fantastically diverse team. Um, I believe they picked up Ewok this year. So they're, they're really kind of um putting the money where the mouth is as well as well so yeah great great lineup of nominations for this year super mm-hmm. exciting very exciting now uh the next award is one of our big ones it is the lgbtq streamer of the year award of course sponsored by the wonderful folks over at streamlabs now this award is for the most popular lgbtqi plus streamer as chosen by the watching public and our judges yes and remember that's a slightly different one so the last couple of years uh streamer of the year has been purely 100 public vote uh this year is going to be 50 50 so uh you mm-hmm. the fantastic watching public can go and vote for your favorite um and our judges will be doing the same and that'll be 50 50 vote uh split basically so that's that mia who's up for the nominations this year Oh, there are some good names on this Great. list. Okay. Brace yourself, drum rolls, etc. <laughs> yes. So uh, the nominees are Drag Trashly. We have, um, again, I'm hoping I'm saying this correctly, uh, Esp Simone, Fox Queen, Gothica Love, Hydro, Soy Milk, Sammy MJ, Super Butter Buns, Toth, <laughs> and Willow. Some fantastic names, some of which uh, I'm, I'm personal friends with as well that that's not going to affect anything here of course <laughs> but it's it's nice to see some some familiar faces and some new faces that i don't necessarily know i'll have to to check these peeps out too well that's now, what's um, great that's what's great about all of this though is that it's literally all you're giving me right now is like a full list of everything that i don't know that i definitely need to go and check out for sure yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um it's it's I think it, if we if we literally just took this list of of ten fantastic people, put them all into Twitch, and go and enjoy their content, um, that's the rest of your week, month, year sorted. Um, as well as everyone else that's doing fantastic work in the space, of course. Uh, but yeah, some fantastic people. Sammy MJ's back um, for a second year in a row. Uh, Fox Queen's back, um, nominated in the first year and now in the third year. Uh, Drag Trash is a new entrant. Tove's back. 
uh, yeah, really, really great cross-section of hugely inspiring content creators. I can see that the uh, chat is kicking off. We love to see that. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, the vote is um, open, I believe. Yes. Um, so voting so... for the category will be open at the end of the show. Um, you can actually use exclamation point vote in chat if you're watching this live right now to uh, bring up the um, the links for yep. all of that. And yeah. uh, of course... As was said, this year the public vote will count for 50% and the judges' vote will also count for the other 50%. So, get your votes in now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good crew. Good crowd. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, where have we got to? Uh, next up, we're on to our indie game. So, Best LGBTQ Plus Indie Game Award. Now, this award acknowledges the best indie game made by an independent developer which is focused on telling an LGBTQ story or heavily features an LGBTQ element, character, etc. Yes, last year uh, it was won by the the amazing Unpacking, which is yeah. uh, a super, super fun game. I still haven't been able to put that down, honestly. I can, I can lose <laughs> hours, hours in mm. that game. That's what I love most about, like, honestly, it's like we're saying at the awards, it's like sometimes if you actually, like, explain verbally out loud to someone who doesn't know games what <laughs> yeah. these games are, like Boyfriend Dungeon or Unpacking, you're like, people are just like, why would you ever play, first of all, either, like, what are you talking about? Or second of all, why would anyone play that? But that's the magic of games. It's like, we were talking about this before we went on the stream, how just, you know, you can think you've seen a game, a game type, a game genre a thousand times before and someone will just come with like this uniquely fresh twist on it and then suddenly you've lost most of your free time like robin has mm -hmm. <laughs> putting things on shelves so of course uh we have some brand new fresh nominees for this year so robin go ahead tell us tell us who they are absolutely so uh first up we have arcade spirits the new challenges uh fiction mm -hmm. factory and p cube uh we have butterfly soup 2 from brianna lai uh, we have Signalis by Rose Engine and Humble Games. We have Validate Struggling Singles in Your Area by Veritable Joy. Uh, we Are OFK by Team OFK. And Wild Flowers from Studio Dry Dark. Very cool. Oh my God. I'm, I'm very happy to see some of the games on this list. Um, I personally had a very good time. I've not played all of them as of yet, but I've personally had a very good time with uh, Signalis so far. Yes. But... It's so good. It's exactly something... what we're talking about, that 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 you think it's a certain kind of game and you think you've seen it before and then suddenly, literally four hours go by and you're like, and it's just the atmosphere. My mm. God, it's amazing. It's so I mean, good. Anything that like speaks to my love of old school Resident Evil kind of survival <laughs> horror games is always going to like gel well with me. With an me. alien so... thrown in for good measure. Ah, yes. Yes. Of course. Delightful. Of course. Um, what yeah. else have you guys played? Have you played any of the other ones? Um, I played a, well, some of our Arcade Spirits. That was, Arcade, uh, Spirits is, Arcade Spirits is cool. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Validate's cool. Um, I, I like the sort of like, obviously Validate's done from a very specific angle, which is mm. really fantastic to sort of like have super diverse, amazing POC representation. Mm -hmm. uh, and Wildflowers. Now that's kind of, it's it's a bit of Animal Crossing farming um um brain's gone dead and it, it but it, it kind of really puts a lot of twists in around kind of lgbtq oh, representation in okay. there so it's it's a very sort of like it's a really good uh farming sim it's great i'm There's taking a... all of this down these are all like going on my christmas need to play them <laughs> list which yes. is getting long i'm not gonna lie yeah there are a couple um, of titles i've yet to play on the mm. list um and i'm really looking forward to actually diving in especially um 
We Are OFK. I believe that's mm. the, the band-based yep. one, isn't it? Yeah, that one from the trailer, that always looked very appealing. It's just finding the time to play all the games, and now I have an excuse. So Exactly. <laughs> and we'll come up to that in a minute. Listen, so we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of nominations for this category, um, and the, people would be surprised by what wasn't on this list as well. Um, we had Boss Game, for example, that didn't make the cut. We had um, other games that even as gaming magazine have ranted on about how brilliant they are all year um to to get hundreds of nominations down to six um a credit to the judges uh but b um just was such a strong year for for lgbtq indie games absolutely yes and uh i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing who wins this one because honestly mm. uh from from what i've played so far it could go to any of them so yeah it's, uh, it, 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 it's it really, really it, it's a really interesting like it's a really interesting mix of very different types of games as well like yeah mm. yeah that's true it is like there's something for everybody there like which is totally totally yeah. different yeah absolutely mm-hmm. great point. like i would not recommend uh like i wouldn't necessarily recommend signalis to somebody who, who is out there playing wild flowers but it depends on their <laughs> likes but if yeah, they only right? like farming sims yeah, it'd yeah, be like yeah, yeah. it's so that. different i see that <laughs> Oh my right. god, you're just going to call me out on stream. I'm on front page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, fun times. Okay, the next award is for the Best LGBTQ Character Award. Now, this is sponsored by Rocksteady. Uh, this award recognizes the best LGBTQ character, playable, or significant NPC in a game. Uh, last year's winner was the uh, wonderful Alex Chen from Life is Strange Two Colors. Uh, that was the one of three awards they won uh, on the night, I think. Yeah, they really um, cleaned up, didn't they? They were great. They, they really did, yeah. Yeah, character, authentic rep, and game of the year, I believe. Um, so yeah, that was a well-trodden path from, uh, from, from Izzy's seat up onto the stage. Uh, but Julia, who is up for the nominations this year, please? Right, okay. <clears throat> okay, so nominated uh, are is uh bones three word from tiny tina's wonderlands that's a 2k uh bridget from Gu- guilty gear strive uh which is arc system works catalyst apex legends respawn and ea elstus from signalis rose engine and humble games and law from new tales of the borderlands which is gearbox and 2k and tara wild from wildflowers studio dry dock so again congratulations really, to all of them yeah really interesting mix yeah, these are Different like characters. all super cool characters, and I don't want to like go too into my faves on here because I'm trying to say <laughs> unbiased. You can talk about uh, Bridget. Go on, talk about Bridget. It's fine. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I love Bridget. Okay. <laughs> as as <laughs> let me just say, as a representative of the trans community, uh, Bridget kind of broke the internet when uh, when it was announced that that this was a. Uh, uh, trans character i specifically um know that my community like super super loves bridget so um a lot of a lot of good but we can we can potentially talk about that more in the future uh for any like trans related conversations that pop up on the podcast so but i i am you know i'm just happy to see bridget there and uh, uh, as well as Catalyst, any trans characters. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's my I was, bias. I was say, yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to say, I mean, I mean, Catalyst was, I mean, Brid- Bridget, super important. And I remember we, mm-hmm. we were on a podcast, I think, when that, the week that came out, and we had good conversation about that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was during Digi Pride off the top of my head. But um, uh, Catalyst, I 
top marks to to EA and Apex for that because yeah. they actually consulted with Glad and had trans creators come in to form the character. They had a um, trans voice actor voice the role as well, which is as well. ten out yeah. of ten. So, um, yeah. And and let's keep going with the trans representation as well because Law yeah. uh, New Tales in the Borderlands is trans, uh, voiced by our good friend of the magazine Kieran Strange, um, who was last seen at Gaming Live uh, in September. But uh, yeah, so and and Law is on a really interesting journey as a character through the game. We last saw them, I think, in Borderlands 3 uh, as a side character and has come into this. Um, and they are they are transitioning as, as this kind of path continues. So the game itself is kind of seeing the character transition, um, which is fantastic. And of course, yeah. then I... Look, I'm putting my hand up and saying at this point, like, uh, big, big Borderlands franchise fan. So it's fantastic. <laughs> Two characters nominated. And who uh, would have guessed, like, an undead pirate? An undead, an undead pirate that singing happily pirate. talks about... Singing pirate that happily <laughs> talks about his boyfriend, happily talks about his husband, um, and is, again... It this don't get me on a little soapbox, but this comes back to the whole authentic <laughs> representation thing that the Borderlands franchise just does so well of just completely just bulldozing that conversation through of a singing pirate just casually talking about their husband and and mm. nothing is made of it. It's just it's just completely accepted. Um, so yeah, fantastic. Tara Wild, of course, Wildflowers doing doing um, brilliant farming, uh, and of course Elster from Signalis as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I super enjoy the uh, the story that was crafted because you don't necessarily know that that character is LGBTQI plus at the start until it like goes further on into the story. There's kind of like hints at it, but you, it's not specifically spelled out straight away. So it's uh, it's it's nice to uh, to see all sorts again on this list, especially like the indie games getting involved too. It's great to see that indie representation there too. Right, so. We have another award. The next award is for is the Authentic Representation Award, uh, which recognizes the best example of authentic LGBTQ representation in a game. Yes, and Unpacking won this one last year as well. Um, mm. So who is going to be nominated this year? Mia. Okay, let's see if I can say this, because this is a mouthful. Say, good luck with the first game name. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the the, uh, the nominees are I Was a Teenage Exocanologist. Exocanologist, yeah, from Norway Games. And you didn't say Pingy. colon, so that's a good thing. I mean, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but there it is. right? It's colonist, exocolonist. Is that right? Exocanologist. Canologist, yeah. Colon, colon, colon. But isn't that the same as colonist? The, there are more nominees to be enjoyed on this Sorry. screen. <laughs> 20 minutes of us <laughs> pronouncing the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have Sage Row from Deep Silver. We have Signalis from Rose Engine and Humble Games. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands from Gearbox and 2K. Validate Struggling Singles in Your Area from Veritable Joy. And We Are OFK from Team OFK. Again, uh, the, one of those is a mouthful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but ironically, actually, a really good game. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you if you can get past the pronunciation and you can come up with your own pronunciation in your own time, um, uh, yeah, know, biopic, it's... biopic, it's however you want to say it. It's fine. No absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's... <sighs> so yeah, I'm also authentic just... representation. I feel like a lot of these on this list do that yes, incredibly good, well. Good um, representation. Obviously, Saints mm-hmm. Row. Uh, huge shout out to them uh, for 
just the that character creator boss maker um, yeah yeah i was about to say the, bo- the boss maker mm. like it's i think it's fair to say it's probably one of the best uh character creator boss maker mm. mechanics that we've ever seen um, and i believe you could download that by itself as well and just play around with it absolutely yeah that that was their pre well they 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 pre-released it as well mm-hmm. um so uh yeah that that was fantastic yeah um, so many options there just for like gender stuff too like literally just like you could be like the most femme girl in the world with the biggest package you've ever seen <laughs> which is just just hilarious and a great representation for you know uh me personally so um but not like that wait okay <laughs> you know moving on uh signalis yeah. uh was again we talked about signalis just having very very good representation um in general and part of that is that that authentic part of it not necessarily being the character or the story is focused around this one aspect of the character is it's just weaved into the story very subtly and uh but done well absolutely um and uh yeah so still uh shout out obviously with with um validate doing doing what they do best and of course tiny tina wonderlands uh the usual personal favorite there um who was just telling some fantastic stories with gay pirates absolutely awesome awesome and of course uh I just validate in general like having yeah their... absolutely yeah the story the story <sighs> the, the story they're telling and the representation they're giving um is is fantastic and, and of course ofk um doing doing sorry that. i'm still recovering from my last uh from the saints for stuff that i said so yeah. <laughs> let's move on <laughs> Packages, girth, length—it's—it's it's all happening. It's been a on, heck of a podcast today. On the yeah, podcast. Steve podcast today. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I think I think it's got too cold here in the UK, so we all need to warm each other up. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, next up, it's the Industry <laughs> Diversity Award. Uh, this award celebrates the organisation who has done a significant amount of work uh, in promoting, developing, and championing diversity in the global games industry. Mm, exactly uh last year uh, it was of course won by the yuki's raise the game initiative um sorry yuki's not yuki's yuki yuki uh (laughs) they did some amazing work of course so who is nominated this year uh we have five amazing people nominated this year five amazing organizations and they are code coven gamer x girls run these worlds glitch and queerty gamers Congratulations to everyone. Um, it's great to see a real cross-section of organizations here from grassroots uh, gaming organizations uh, with Queerty and GamerX. We've got Code, Co- Code Coven. Girls Run These Worlds doing really important work in their spaces. And of course, the Glitch Fund uh, that is giving some amazing support to um, indie game developers uh, from diverse backgrounds as well. So again... Mm everyone probably needs an award in this category and everyone else that was nominated as well because you are genuinely making real real change in the industry um but only one can win yeah that is a shame because like i i you definitely want all of them to be recognized the the work that they do because the work that they do is essentially as you said like it's changing the industry over time making it more accepting and diverse and <sighs> it's just a shame that only one will win as you said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Next award, though, we have the Gaming Magazine Readers Award, which is super cool and celebrates the Gaming Magazine Readers' favorite game of 2022. Of course, decided 
by you, our lovely viewers and readers at home. Absolutely. And uh, the voting is already open because I put it on the same form like an idiot. Um, so um, to those who have already voted for their favorite streamer, this will not be a surprise. Uh, this, As I said, this award is nominated for uh, by you, our wonderful readers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, last year, it was won by Resident Evil Village. Julia, please reveal to those who haven't voted yet uh, this year's nominees. Yes. Okay. So we have some amazing games. So Cult of the Lamb, Devolver Digital, absolute runaway success. Everyone, no one could shut about this game. So mm. weird, so original, so brilliant. Uh, we've got Disney Dreamlight Valley from Devolver Digital as well. We've got Wildflowers, who of course we've been talking about loads already today from Studio Drydock. Ghostwire Tokyo, um, which is uh, from uh, Bethesda Softworks. Then we've got Hori Horizon Forbidden West, which you know, has blown so many people away, but was what not one was so talked about in the same kind of capacity as other stuff, but is a really perfect game. If you're talking about a well-crafted game, this is beautiful. Then, of course, you have Stray, which, I mean, just put a cat in a game. We're going to love yeah. it. But oh, some yeah, yeah. of the best world building ever, like just even going around that universe was incredible. Elden Ring from From Software, which blew everyone away as well and became sort of a nice little fun show off for all those clever people who've completed mm -hmm. it. That's not me. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tunic, which was adorable, adorable, but also so fun. Like these are really, really strong titles here. Really uh, quick, a quick shout out to anyone that can read. Um, it's uh, not, yeah, Cult, Cult of the Lamb. Cult, Cult of the Lamb is listed, is written twice under Ghostwire. Sorry about that. It's like blooper on our side, but carry on. It's definitely That's Ghostwire right. Tokyo. Um, um, what did yes. you guys play? Did you play any of these? Uh, oh, yeah. Stray, a couple. Str Smash through Stray. Um, so good. Mm. Mia's so currently, cute. I can see, living her own Stray fantasy with uh, yes, Mochi's knocking around in the background there. Yeah, he's, he's on being, stream alert. He's oh, being yeah. himself again. That's on stream mm. alert. But also, I love the fact boy. he rewarded you for just being a jerk cat as well, oh, like knocking things over. You're hilarious. like, love it. Hilarious. Mm. Have you seen that they've released um, cat merch for Stray? What? Wait, an actual cat? No, but what? merch oh. merch for your cat. Oh. You can get what, a, like harness, a, a harness, a harness? That, that looks like you have oh my a God. doopy thing on the back. Um, and um, you can buy a backpack pod that has like the head thing. I need the backpack. Is it wrong just to get a cat so you could have a cat and the merch because now you want both of them? Oh, Is that wrong? Avoid that. Please avoid that. With this this one's a nightmare. It's a it's a roll of the dice. It really is. <laughs> no, I'm so kidding. I love it. Though. So uh, yes. yeah. Stray was a, a fantastic game. I really enjoyed my playthrough with that. Um other games are lamb? available. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yes, you played Cult of the Lamb on uh, Did You Pry, didn't you, with Ambassadors? Yes, we did. Um, I didn't play it personally. I played a little bit myself as well. But um, yeah, our ambassadors, some of our ambassadors played Cult of the Lamb on the channel. And uh, it, it it was a lot of fun. From what I've played, like the dungeon crawling, so much fun. Mm. And uh, yeah. even like the Twitch integration too, like letting, yes. like turning your viewers into characters in the game that was oh, okay. and who doesn't want to oh, create a cult that. i don't know that's that's really good i know it's just so clever it was such a weirdly mm. silly idea but yeah mm. yeah I, I spent a lot of time playing that as mm -hmm. well horizon even i played a lot i spent a lot of time playing that um beautiful beautiful mm. game i have My it still haven't played it yeah. i really need to 
But it's, it's I think, yeah, it's um, it's it's a much kind of like bigger sort of expansion on kind of like what's sort of happened before, and it's kind of like ironed out a lot of the kinks that were kind of like in the first game. Um, mm-hmm. it's just it's beautiful. Like some you must have seen like all over Twitter at the moment, people keep just like posting up pictures of like the sea and things like that from Horizon, and you're like, oh dear God, it's beautiful. I must go to there. It's so pretty. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I need I need to uh, I definitely need to play it. Once I'm done with the uh, God of War, maybe I'll I'll jump back in into yeah. that. It's, it's be... quite a sort of like it's like a semi I would say it's like a semi cozy game. Cause I feel mm. like there's so much kind of like I mean, there is obviously like combat, but it's that sort of like mm-hmm. comfy comfy combat it's not like elden ring that yeah and there's like a, a <laughs> lot of exploration and climbing yeah. and just like looking at the world i guess well i'm taking yeah. from the the original game because i enjoyed that so much so i yeah. uh, i definitely want to play this one i know a and, lot of uh, people really love disney dream light Valley. yeah i was gonna say talking, like, talking of hardcore um it's basically <laughs> animal crossing with disney characters yeah um oh, okay. something like that yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's actually really good um i i lost a fair few hours to that when it first came out it it came out quite early on game pass as Mm pre-release um it's coming out on other platforms i think down the down the uh calendar but um yeah it's it's really cool and i think that they did a really great kind of blend of classic disney characters um scrooge mcduck runs the shop scrooge mcduck is basically is is tom nook basically um, that makes that so, makes much, so sense. much sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, you money hungry weirdos. <laughs> Stop getting us all into some of this like weird loan Ponzi yeah, exactly. scheme loan or something. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loan sloth. Um yeah. but uh yeah, and 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 then you you kind of start off with your core, you're 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 rescuing a valley from from an uh, a, a loss of belief or some nonsense. Um you just want to get to the Disney stuff. But but then you have to kind of like bring in other people. Um, and so you have what's really cool is you get some of the more popular movies really early on. So you go straight to Ratatouille, then you go to Moana, then you go to um, Frozen. So you kind of they know where their bread's buttered. Like I think hmm. I think the risk of it, it was always going to chop around in kind of like some of the old classic Disney stuff. But actually, they went straight to the modern stuff straight away. Um, okay. Yeah, but you still have um, Mickey and Goofy knocking around. What if you've never really watched any Disney films? Skip. Um, no, it's, it's, <laughs> I think I think as as a as a game, it could probably still stand on its own two legs. But but oh, okay. quite 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 honestly, just go and play Wildflowers. <laughs> Duly hmm. noted. It's been underlined. I think, I think a lot of the Disney thing. I think a lot of the uh, certainly the streamers online are probably going to get shouted at by chat in a second. But I think a lot of the sort of like the, the Disney gays are, are the ones that kind of really done a good job on it um, on on stream. I don't I don't imagine anyone would play it by choice if you're not a big Disney Disney fan. Hmm. Personally. Okay. I mean, I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. fair. Like, yeah, it, anything with the Disney label on it is gonna is gonna appeal first to the Disney yeah, fans. So exactly. you know, but you know, like your uh, Stardew Valley fans might might be like, I've never seen a Disney movie, but and who has never seen a? Di- Have you never seen a Disney movie? I mean, I've seen some. I just haven't seen most of them. Like, okay. so I've got a lot of mates who like will go to karaoke and then they'll do some sort of like disney sing off and like they're really drunk <laughs> mm-hmm. and singing at me and i'm like because i don't the know issue is going words. to karaoke um no, that's I, don't, a, I don't think that's the issue, the issue is having, humanity. no it's mm-hmm. not it's a delight when they're not singing <laughs> disney songs i don't know mm-hmm. 
also, uh, of course, we also have Elden Ring on the list. Uh, I don't think this is a big surprise for anybody. I mean, yep. they've they've already like been a big part of uh, other shows this year that we won't necessarily get into. But um, I've, I have really enjoyed my playthrough of that game. It was a fantastic game. Um, yeah, the first Souls game I ever completed as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. I know. Did, did you didn't. How did you have a go, Robin? I can't remember. I I watched, I watched <laughs> my my partner played it quite a bit, mm. um, and I just watched it going. It's not for me. Yeah, I, I, this is the thing though. It, so like, it's it, not it, for everybody, is it? It's I yeah. Look, we've had many a conversation about my gaming style, which is super easy um, and and non stressful, um, mm. and I think that to me is exactly what I need in my life um i yeah. hence the lego hence all that sort of stuff i don't need to be stressed uh, i yeah. have enough of that already so i think <laughs> that it's something with elden ring for me just looking at it like dying is not a good thing in, well, in life in general but but in in video games like it's, it stresses me out sort of thing because it feel, makes me feel like i failed mm. now a game that's kind of built on that premise is only going to annoy me even further um and uh yeah I, I, but then how do you feel about like did you play like uh returnal or hades or anything like that i i again i think i played hades a little bit because obviously they they kind of swept yeah. up on that on that last year as well because i think um, i think there's dying can be all right in some games when they when they do it well and you're not like you're not like overtly punished for it whereas like elden ring is it's designed to be punishing you know what I mean? Like it's designed to mm-hmm. be difficult. I I'm slightly concerned about uh, uh, BAFTA next year uh, in that I will have to play Elden Ring before <laughs> then, and even that time pressure of like completing it is stressing me out now. Thinking about it. <laughs> well, like the I nice just... the nice thing about Elden Ring is that you can just explore the world and like power level yourself just by killing enemies yeah. over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's 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 what I was planning. Totally planning yeah. to do. Just like Definitely. becoming like monstrously powerful. And mm-hmm. then I don't need any of the things or other things to find them. I could just hit them with my big sword and then they'll I die. mean, there's still, a, there's still a farming location in the blood area that you can get a lot of XP really quickly. Those videos are online if that helps. <laughs> Interesting. So, what you just? Uh, so, if I just if I can't get it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's probably why it's the most accessible. Um, I'm super. <laughs> I haven't played either a Ghostwire or Tunic. I really want to play Tunic, and I found out the other day that it's on Game Pass. So I'm just going oh, yeah, yeah. to jump in and yeah, yeah, it's on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Point. worth. That's a definitely Christmassy kind of game. Like, it's super cute. Like, combat's really fun, and you're kind of going around the world. Yeah, lovely, lovely, yeah. Nice. cozy game cozy but one for the uh, christmas break year. let's go yes. definitely but seriously the list of christmas break games i'm like christmas is not long enough to do these things not we're long. almost at that point in the conversation but we've got one more uh okay. award to do let's do it i'm ready my body is ready which award is it so finally it's the game of the year award um <gasps> so this is this is the best game released in 2022 as chosen by our panel of judges does not have to be lgbtq plus it can it is literally our game of the year so uh yes 
Yes, yes. And remember, this doesn't have to be LGBTQ yeah, I've just based, as you just said. That you. Yeah, sorry. Um, that's okay. <laughs> just, just talking over what I have to say. That's that's all good. Um, it's basically just the best game of the year. So expect to see some uh, non-LGBTQ based uh, games on this list. Last year, of course, was an LGBTQ involved game. Was Life of Life is Strange: True Colors? Again, absolutely fantastic title. Uh, captured the hearts of a lot of people. But Robin. For the last time today, please tell us the nominees for this year. Uh, bar one, we've seen them all before. Um, so we have... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, you're literally fired. We'll see you... <laughs> we have... We, we the have first Ar- one is not we, the one. We have <laughs> Arcade, Arcade Spirits, the new challengers. That I was going to say validate. that's... <laughs> it's not Validate. I'm like, so sorry, Validate. Bold... It's not you. That is um, bold. It's... <laughs> Uh, it's Cult of the Lamb from Devolver Digital, uh, God of War Ragnarok uh, from Santa Monica Studio, ISIE, and Elden Ring. Um, so yeah, that we've is... seen we've seen three of these already with God of War adding to the list. Yeah, that yeah. is very odd to me that God of War is here, but it hasn't been in any of the other nominations. That's so weird to me. Like, um, I know this was like a publicly non- nominated thing. I would have thought, I guess God of War has been super, super recent too. So that's yeah. that's probably why it was uh, missing from a from a couple of those. Like I'm still going through my playthrough of that. Really been enjoying it so far. Obviously, we've talked about these other titles, um, but yeah, I I think any of them could could take it. Really, I, I, I think do it's a really think. interesting list because it's kind of like obviously God of War and Elden Ring battled it out at the Game Awards uh, mm-hmm. recently, and 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 that happened, uh, and then someone got up on stage. <laughs> talking about bill clinton um and uh it's okay we, we had julia three this year so we we, we did the random shout out on stage first um then uh but, but then you also then have cult of the lamb and then you also have uh arcade spirits um and it's i think it's testament to to the wonderful world that we exist in um that a wonderfully queer game like arcade spirits can go up against god of war and elden ring for game of the year Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's 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 kind of like fantastic that there is such diversity in the in what has been been chosen um that you know you have your your queer games and you have your uh your your more mainstream games as well so uh, i it's very very hard to choose between some of these games on this list too because Obviously, some of them are massive, big, big budget games. I've had so many hours and people working into it. But at the same time, like Cult of the Lamb could totally take that on, as well as like validate, like just being much smaller teams of people uh, with spirits. probably much smaller. Sorry, arcade spirits. <laughs> the, the the panel is <laughs> c- just, confusing me. Now. Yes, the panel is confusing me. <laughs> sorry. What you see. Say what you see, Arcade Spirits, which is funny because I read Validate, but I was still thinking about Arcade Spirits, which is so weird. Um, but yes, Arcade Spirits uh, could totally take that on just for the the story itself. And it's uh, just a, a testament to how impactful these games have been. Yeah. It's a true. fantastic, it's an amazing list. It is mm-hmm. an amazing list. That's, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yes. Good. That yeah. I'm, I'm glad our host is happy. That's the yes. important thing, obviously, not <laughs> anyone else. No, no, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, just, just, to, to heck with everybody else. You, you, you come first. You come first. 
Great. So we're through that list and uh, all the fantastic nominees. And of course, we are we are excited to reveal that voting for Stream of the Year and the Readers Award is now open. Has been open, but you can still head on over. Use exclamation point vote in chat. Head to gamemag.com forward slash vote 23 now to cast your votes. Absolutely. Go do the voting, do the things and support all of these amazing nominees. There's 50 odd people we've just seen. We still have a class of 2023 to reveal uh, later or earlier next year, I should say. Plus our gaming icon, our lifetime achievement award per winner um, to to enjoy a later date. Uh, the awards will be broadcasting in April live from New York City, as we said, and live here right on Twitch. And of course, we're being supported again by IGN. So a huge thank you to both of them uh, for being our broadcast partners uh, for the show next year. Yes. You can't just casually say New York City like that. You have to say a bit more like New York City. Broadway. Broadway. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Okay, that's going to be in New York City, baby. Yeah. That's, okay. that's what we want. That's what we want. Right on Broadway. Right, though, <laughs> we are moving on to a segment we like to call the big question. And I'm going to ask this big question and then I'm oh, going to pop off to the lavatory. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to let you talk about this. <laughs> We're live. We're live not, on the front page. It's not. It, yeah, we're we're live on the front page, but we all have needs, right? So, uh, yes, let's talk about the holidays. Take it away, Robin. I'll be right back. Screen off. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't take the microphone with you. We don't need a naked gun moment. Um, yes, we all know it's that time of the year where we can kick back, ignore the family, and catch up on our <laughs> games list. Because uh, what's more important than catching up on our games list? So the big question this episode is what's on your games list that you'll be playing this Christmas? We've obviously had a fantastic selection of fantastic of games that have come earlier in this presentation um, that has inspired me to add a few to the list. Uh, Tunic, for example, um, not come across it recently, um, but just from your wonderful words, that is definitely making it onto yeah, my list. Super cute. Still have to get through um, my Batman stuff. So I'm playing the Batman trilogy at the moment. Um, and I've just been um, upgraded on my Lego Star Wars, which I'm thrilled about. Thank you, Xbox. Um, to the Galactic Edition, uh, which has all the extra characters and bits and things and whatever else. Um, including so some... adorable. Thank you. Uh, including some character packs. You can see the Lego Star Wars hit over <laughs> There, um, including character packs for Andor as well. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, Julia, what's on your Christmas list? What's on the to-do list? And how big is it? The so list? many games. So many games. <laughs> it's too much. Because like I was saying, because I, I moved and everything, I feel like I've lost like three months to just... And it doesn't take much to get really behind in games at all. Um, plus also because obviously the Witcher update came out. I'm like, really, what I wanted is just sit around playing that. But I just know that if I sit down playing that, I won't catch up on anything. Um I'm trying to go through um, like a lot of little indie titles. So like I started Signalis the the other day. Um, yeah, uh, Pentiment as well, um, which is so weird. I don't know why I'm playing it. We're just literally I, having this conversation before. I don't know what why I'm doing anything, <laughs> but I'm doing it. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like describe. I I haven't come across Pentiment. So describe Pentiment to us. Okay, so it basically looks like uh, a medieval wall painting in terms of the aesthetic. Hmm. It's sort of like someone like looked at sort of uh, procession to Calvary and took away all the Monty Python esqueness <laughs> of it, and then made a game that's a bit like that, but it was like sort of slightly serious and about kind of 
like religion and scripture, which makes it sound so boring. And like, what are we even talking about here? Uh, and admittedly, yes, I don't know, but I'm still playing it. I don't know. You're basically a guy who's like working on his like masterpiece at this sort of abbey and you meet these different, I, I don't know the plot. I'm sure there is a plot, but I'm still playing it. And I still don't, can't really fathom why. Um, I downloaded Callisto Protocol the other day. I did want to kind of nice. check that out a bit. But the, it's been a bit of a mixed bag reaction wise. So I think it's going to be sort of all right, but potentially a little bit flawed. But that's kind of OK, I guess. God, what else? Wait, what else is there? There's so many. Hold on. So with Callisto <laughs> Protocol, what was the uh, what was what was the the, the humdrum about that? Because I missed that all. I've played a little bit of it, of it but um, it was patched at the point I played it. So I heard um, that they were. I think, I think basically like some of the sticking points was like tiny inventory like yes at, at points mm -hmm. you are sort of like in the world but it doesn't really feel like you're in the world there's just sort of creatures there not really doing anything in particular you know like just little things like that i think everyone just wanted it to be like another dead space and it just clearly wasn't that there was a um, moment at um one of the summer video things that all kind of blur together in my brain yeah. um where they had a presentation from the Callis from the Callisto Protocol team. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they had like the first ever exclusive kind of actual gameplay of the game. Yeah. And it it's it I yeah, I I was watching it going, this player's not very good. <laughs> they were getting But if you're on, doing that a presentation, they, they can't stuff, even and it's just like I, oh. I kind of like a little red flag started to pop in my head. It's like if if the person that made the game can't, can't play the do game. It to show yeah. it off yeah we've, we've got problems <laughs> yeah yeah there is that um yeah so i don't know i'm probably gonna play it for a bit just to reaffirm like you know takes sort of what people take on board um i basically vaguely started plague tale requiem i definitely need to go back uh and do it with like amazing actress uh charlotte mcburney in there mm. um and uh god of war i literally yeah. i played it it came out it was like maybe like three days before i moved so I literally, I played 30 minutes of it and then was like, I'm just going to packing some boxes now, okay. And then, yeah, so I've literally played basically nothing. So those are the ones I think I definitely need to have a go at. Most other stuff I feel like, oh yeah, Norco. I still haven't played Norco. I'm looking at a list now because I can't remember. <laughs> Norco, oh, yeah, I still haven't played that. Um, probably some more Gran Turismo I'll play. Um, what else Professional interest. Of course. Um what else did I play that was great? Obviously, Stray was amazing this year. Um, Immortality, if you haven't played it. Mm. Sam Barlow, who made uh, her story, he won like three BAFTAs for his game. Mm. Was that 2018 or something? I don't know. All I remember was I dragged him to XOY with a load of other people in his BAFTAs uh, in a bucket, <laughs> and they wouldn't let us in because we were in tuxedos. And then they did, and then he had to check his bucket into like the cloakroom. That's hilarious. It was That's really amazing. weird. Because uh, you know, like, it doesn't fit well. If you have never been to XOYO in London, it's sort of like it's quite young, skewing, sort of hot, sweaty, neon, molly mess, basically, right? You just go in and it's just your eyeballs are wet from just the, you can't really <laughs> see. Like, it's really, and we literally turned up in full BAFTA ball gowns and just sort of swept in. It was. <laughs> One of the one of the better after parties for BAFTA, but yeah. Anyway, so his new game. Sorry, I got way off topic there. Um, his new game, Immortality, sort of takes the original sort of premise of her story, which was uh, her story was based on text. Like you were looking at these interview things, and you were typing in keywords, 
This one, you're basically taking objects, which is a sort of weird mechanic. So you like zoom into like a bottle uh, on this bit of film and then it goes to like another clip that has like another bottle and that's how you find the other bits of film, which is sort of weird. And it's basically telling the story of this actress and her three movies and why they never... Uh, why they were never sort of like put out into the world. But it's honestly, I started it and I was like, yeah, it's the same, it's really similar to her story, uh, isn't it? It'll just be like that. And then started playing it and was like, oh my God, like three days later, I was still like trying to find all the clips, all the different things. Like, Interesting. The different it's, it's a real rabbit hole game, like a fully rabbit hole. You start off just looking at a few little clips and then all the different stories, because it's it's about three films and then the life that exists outside the films as well. Mm -hmm. So it's this really, so you see what happens after they sort of like, before they shout action and like outside of the scenes that they're creating. It's really, it's fascinating stuff. Is if you just, even just for an evening, it's worth playing just to understand what it is. You know what I mean? Mm. Like just because it's yeah. so unique in terms of games. It's so um, weird. I feel like there's some kind of Mandela effect because before the uh, the game awards, I hadn't heard about this like at all. Like I yeah. didn't realize that 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 this game existed. But everything that I've seen from it, I'm super interested into actually diving in and like giving it a go. Like because yeah. I know it's probably been on the uh, the the four the the front of people's minds who like played her story but as somebody who's missed yeah. it like this seemingly come out of of nowhere for me so i'm super excited to give that a look too yeah, yeah. i mean sam i mean i definitely think uh sam is like fairly sort of beloved by bafta i'm pretty sure it'll get it'll get put in the noms for that uh, and, and it should be anyway but um it's just any any time i'm a bit of a i do like my kind of like classic games but anytime anyone does something weird or like really different i'm like what is that I must understand it. I want to see how that works. It's that fascinates me. Things that are different always kind of like fascinate me. So I tend to like, if a game is like a bad version of something else or something really, really similar to something else, it might be good, but I won't, I won't be drawn to playing it. Like I really just want to find people who are kind of pushing the edges in some way or another, or, you know, breaking mm. down barriers in some way or another, you know what I mean? Like things like Something that. Something a bit atypical. That's not like your, your, your general, yeah. like first person shooter every single yeah. year, you know, yeah, just, these more experimental games. I love, I love that, you know, yeah. like, um, oh God, what was the game that came out? I don't think it was, it might've been within the last year. Mm. Um, other than the ending to it, I think it was like, oh, it's like 12, 20, 12 minutes or something it might have been 12 minutes oh 12 minutes been... yeah, yeah yeah yeah. the game yeah. that like you're stuck in the time loop i thought yeah. that was like a really, really cool like different take on a game and so i like i love that kind of, other than the ending which was not really for me no um, and like i think there were some little bits where it was making you go through some really horrible conversations over and over again which was like yeah and doing oh, some really? horrible not, things it's too like the 12 time i've had to yeah not, not so mm. keen um mm. i tell you what is fun that's weird and uh if you haven't played uh metal hellslinger hellsinger oh yes yes that was uh that i've heard the soundtrack for that is absolutely fantastic but it's just well. exactly it's like it's exactly how you imagine you were going to play like doom and stuff anyway which is like headphones on yeah. music up like like it's, mm -hmm. it's really, that's clever and interesting as well like really interesting S done well smashing demons to the beat you know i can get down with i that. mean mm -hmm. uh, that's how i go around my house slamming doors when i'm in a foul mood you know it's how you start your day to step outside to smash a demon to the beat and just with your with your your headphones on yeah. i mean you know and then i don't know yeah i mean there's there's so many good games that have come out this mm -hmm. year yeah totally. i mean I've got game pass is like a blessing and a curse yeah i was gonna I say yes. Deeply, yes. but oh my god sometimes mm. you're just like just stop putting them out i 
Should I tell I you? Should I tell you a game that I played on Game Pass, which I'm actually regretted. I fully played it yesterday. Somerville. I was so excited for oh, this yes. game. No, 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 that's definitely on one of my list too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but uh, so it's not by Playdead who did Inside and um, yeah. Limbo, but it's from like yeah. one of the co-founders of Playdead. Uh, right, it's a different right. team who's working on it, and I was ready for With something like. the producer like, who made, you know, when it's yeah, like I was, I was really who... looking forward to this because it looked very War of the Worlds ish, and um, it just was really lacking, and I really hated the ending. But yeah, and it was really, really quick as well. It didn't seem to have as much love or care as those other two titles. Not to like dampen your excitement for it or anything like that. It just yeah. didn't hit. Maybe it's because I'm older it's now, but it just didn't hit the same way. But you, I don't know. Like the thing is, like once you played a certain kind of game, mm. like you always want things to be evolving or being a much yeah. better version. And if it's really similar, unless it's like a universe and a world that you're obsessed with, and you're just like mm -hmm. eat up, um, it really has to do something quite unique and quite yeah. different, or be that much better. Because also now we've literally just been moaning about this all the way through, which is just like who has the time? Now I'm getting quite like quite militant about it where I'm like, I literally haven't like, how many evenings a week this week do I have? Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe like two evenings this week or three evenings this week. Like, what am I going to play? What am I actually going to get sort of like satisfaction from? Mm. I think that's why I didn't click with Elden Ring to start with because I was so time poor that like, I'd have like two hours in the evenings and I didn't, I just died. And then it took mm. me an hour to remember what to I was get back doing. To it. Yeah. And yeah. then I was dying and I was like, I need something where I've got like a day to play it to like actually yeah. feel like I mm -hmm. went anywhere. But um, Or like a jump I, in, I, jump out game that you can just like yes. dive into yeah I, i'm this is it look this is exactly me like i have my my video game playing is like an hour it's 45 minutes it's hour and a half it's kind of like jump in jump out and it's mm. having those kind of like simple level based sort of things or simple things you can just kind of turn on smash some shit up and then go home um is is kind of is what i need in my life I, I will roller say roller dome that's the other one it's been roller dome because yeah. it came out at like a weird time where there's some other stuff and i was like yeah yeah yeah. i've downloaded it it's literally been sitting on there and yeah definitely roller dome that looks super mm -hmm. fun i will yeah. say as a full-time streamer i i kind of have like a leg up over you all for the games that <laughs> i i should play Dedicated time. yeah the, the funny thing is is that it's actually kind of like a little joke within the community is that i i, I kind of abandon every single game that i just don't finish things um it's fine just hilarious. Come on. no i the don't know you remember like the thing well remember all the times when you like tried like reading books and you punished yourself by finishing them and then you get older and you're like no yeah fine play what you want yeah. to play well, my time also, is valuable exactly Don't just the way the games are going in the current sort of state of uh game development who can ever really finish a game because no, there's no. always a season pass there's always an extra there's always something there's a loop halfway through or something so it's true uh, uh, Fortnite is demanding my time there's yeah, another battle pass to get through even, so even if you play red dead 2 like finishing the game it comes up to say like 40% complete. And it's like, well, it's not finished then, is it? Because mm. I now have to go and do all the fishing and kill all the bears. Collectibles and, and side quests are the bane of my existence. And I love them so much. Like playing through God of War Ragnarok, like there's all this side stuff to do. And I'm like, I have to do every single thing. And hopefully I can finish the story. But it's like, I, it, you're not as strong in the battles if you don't get this side thing. You know what I mean? Like you, you need... True. You need all this kind like I saved, and this is a little tiny spoiler for a tiny segment of, of God of War Ragnarok. In a side quest, I saved a massive floating flying jellyfish, and it was amazing. And if I had skipped the side quest stuff, I wouldn't have seen that. And like wow, yeah. I, yeah. It, it's it's 
absolutely fantastic and i have to do everything but it makes everything take so long <laughs> last uh, yeah. last quick question is there any games that are kind of christmas favorites that are kind of you play every year or like you always get the family around to play Mario Party and then my family each other, doesn't like or... video games. My family will barely Aww. play Found board family. games with me. Um, no, I mean, Jackbox is always a good, good shout, you know, for that kind of stuff to play with people online. But um, if it's my family, my family actually kind of likes your traditional like charades and uh, just, just, just board games. My, my dad will buy the weirdest like board games just picked up from like that have been knocked down <laughs> in price and the, like the last last year he he bought this like headband game where you have like it was for children it was a game for children it was like for 5 year olds that you you put the card in you have to guess what it is but it's all like oh, yeah, it's a yeah. duck or or you know a farmyard animal or an object and we had so much fun with it. It's actually unbelievable how stupid it was, the stupid amount of fun that we had with, with this this children's game. So, yeah, these weird, like, little games that my, my dad will pick up. That's usually what we That's do. That's cute, though. I can't like... remember it off the top of my head, but the name of it, which doesn't really help the conversation, but go with me a second. Um, but my mum... My mum belongs to one of these kind of like charity social clubs and and she had been introduced to this game which is like a tile matching game um oh, yeah. it's, it's german i believe and the name's quite german germanic um and so she'd bought the whole kit and we'd come over and then but the, the problem was she would played it when she was slightly a couple of wines down um okay. and we were we were also a couple of wines down on christmas day so she'd completely in, in forgotten the rules for it so we actually and because the instructions were in <laughs> german uh, <laughs> it was kind of like we in the end we kind of had to make our own she sort of said i think this does that and i think this does that and so we just kind of had to make it up as we go along but yeah talk about mm. random random charity shop finds um and then of course uno if you if you want to completely screw your entire family up um and you don't want a peaceful boxing day then no that's uh, monopoly for my family just oh, no one no one oh yeah yeah. No, I'm Monopoly. Um, our family doesn't really do anything. We go on. We basically just don't talk to each other and watch TV all day, <laughs> lying around after eating too much food. It's kind mm. of really how it goes. Yeah. 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 We get like an hour or two of that after dinner, and then it's like, okay, get the board games out. That's usually <laughs> how it goes. Yeah. yeah the conversation's yeah. gone completely stale. We need something. To, <laughs> to just, we need something to distract us. Let's do a board mm. game. Mm -hmm. um, I will say one game that I will be playing over Christmas that I do want to mention uh, Crisis Core um, Reunion just came out and I only want to play it because I'm sure there'll be a queer relationship between uh, mm -hmm. Zach and Cloud Strife and I just want to explore that, that potential bromance because uh, mm -hmm. I've never played it before so it's going to be good mm, awesome yeah. good good festive holiday chat and yes. uh, whatever whatever you play at Christmas, um, have a good one and try not to fall out with too many family members. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, but we're gonna we're gonna move on now. And uh, Julia, it's actually time for your spotlights. We're gonna get to oh, know gosh. you a really? little bit more. Yeah, we're gonna get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to know? A few simple questions. A little light probing. Um, <laughs> As long as just it's in time girthy, for the holidays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, <laughs> this is not a girthy probe. Then that's fine. No, quite, no it's quite slim questions. Um, yes. <laughs> the visual what's... imagery is 
Fantastic. Welcome to the Game Podcast. Bye. Um, what's been your journey through the games world to where you are today? So, like, games. From, yeah. So, in, I know in your you, sort of professional life. Oh, you've okay. had like a huge yeah, career, an say. immensely successful career, as we can it's, say. Yeah. It's so convoluted. Okay. So right. Crunch it down to like three. Do you, where do you right. want to start from? Do you want to start from hospital radio, or do you want to start from earlier than that? Where, where do you want to start? I, I think I should probably just start with, uh, I sort of fell into presenting. I studied photography. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a photographer. Did mm. a degree in it. <sighs> Pointless. I only paid that off the other year. God, I thought I was just going to move abroad. Um, <laughs> and um, when I first got into presenting, um, it was for this rock music channel, uh, which is really fun and really silly fun and interviewed like hundreds and hundreds of bands and stuff like that. And they wanted to do a review show. So like uh, of like albums and like different stuff. And I was like, well, can we do games as well? Because I like games. And I'm like, okay. So then we started um, reviewing games and stuff like that on the show. And I remember this is how long ago that was. That was when the PS3 came out because it was my Ooh. first interaction with PlayStation and a guy called Hugo who worked there for many, many years um, who sorted me Hold out on, the PS3. I'm just Googling the PS3 release date. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Um, so that was kind of my first bit of like game reviewing. And then after that channel folded, um, uh, I was like, well, I think I wanted to still do this presenting thing, but we're, we're talking about a time where like, like, how would you even do that? Like, it's not like you can just find someone on Twitter or, you know, practiced on YouTube or anything like that. So uh, <laughs> it's like really terrible website. And there was an open, open audition for a Bravo TV show called Game Phase. And I was like, I could do that. Uh, and then went along to this audition and got the job. And then I did this show on Bravo for like, maybe like a year and a half or something like that. And then Bravo folded. I swear to God, it wasn't me. <laughs> um, although yes. it had, did happen twice. Uh, and then we ended up doing another show on Challenge called Game Phase. Oh, sorry, that was called The Blurb. Uh, mm. And then we did that for a while. And then I've been working with one company for a bit. And I was like, actually, I, I feel like maybe I could go freelance. Um, which I think actually at the time, in hindsight, was a really risky decision. I'm not sure to make the same decision here. It works out fine, but risky. There weren't that many jobs, Julia. But anyway. Um, but yeah, then, then I just started working freelance. And from then, yeah, I've done like so many, God, so many different things. I'd probably say like big kind of pivotal moments where uh, I've been doing a lot of work for Radio 1 kind of off and on. And I got brought on as their first kind of gaming presenter. They've never had mm -hmm. one before. So we did that for a while. Uh, like a few years um I keep like not working for the BBC and then they bring me back <laughs> in for something um and what other kind of stuff so I'm doing like loads of live stuff and I've always wanted to like uh do lots of presenting there's so many different aspects of it and mm. I always wanted to sort of learn everything and live always kind of like terrified me uh and so I just did more of it uh and more kind of esports stuff um did lots of different esports stuff but then found one Grand Turismo that I really, really love. I really enjoy like the team behind it and everything around it. And that's sort of where I've kind of stuck with. Um, but now like live is my favorite thing. Like my absolute favorite thing in the whole world. I love it. And even when it's really complicated and everything goes wrong, that's sort of like my favorite version of it because <laughs> that's the best one. Because afterwards it's like, a, it's like a high. You're like, oh. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. And then, um, God, what else? It's really hard to make this succinct. And then I suppose, yeah, most recently was CBBC Game on Grandparents. Mm -hmm. yes. um, we're just pitching for series two and three at the moment. So hopefully that will get signed off and we'll get two series signed off at the same time. That'd be great. Awesome. I, I hope um, that goes through. Yeah, you've worked with so, so, so many different like companies and like big names. Like I've said, just been around for so long. <laughs> you inevitably think, meet everyone. Yeah. I, you, you did, did you do stuff with Sky News as well? Oh, if God, I remember yeah. Correctly? They, yeah. Um, yeah, they, um, 
they wanted me to do like a tech slot. And like, mm. don't get me wrong, I do do like a bit of tech, but I'm not like a tech person. And I yeah. tried to stress this to them at the start. And they were like, no, it's fine. And I was like, is it though? You but play games, thought, you know tech. That's, that's, right? it comes together, right? Yeah. Same thing at all. But then I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, it, it was really good in the sense that um, actually a lot of the stuff they were talking about was quite, some of it was consumer tech stuff, but more of it was kind of like bigger, like ideas around that. And there was some gaming that was blended into it. But look, after doing that, this is how I got good at live. Cause I was like, if I can go on that and they're going to ask me specific tech questions of like how things work and that's mm. not my job and I can still explain it, uh, mm-hmm. then great. And I remember there was one where the host had asked me like, how does this specific like tech thing work? It was a direct question. And I was like, I have no, <laughs> like not, there is no way I can bullshit this. I do not know the answer to this question. So I was like, oh God. Um, I was like, well, how, how am I gonna get out of this? And I was like, oh, um, that's a really interesting question. But actually what's, um, what's more important is like this yeah. other thing and just totally deflected. Excellent. And after right. that point, I was like, I can do any live show ever. If yeah. I could get out of a direct question, like it was really specific. That's, and that that's some politician level, yeah. like, you know, talking am, right there. Let's go. I am fine. I've got mm. no problem. I will never be talked into a corner. It's fine. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I've just been kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I've done loads of different stuff. Yeah. I like uh, that. That's how I am with my gaming. I like lots of different mm-hmm. things. I don't really like one specific thing only. Because Fingers in a lot of pies, so to speak. Just, life is really interesting. Yeah. And mm. there's so many interesting, and it's why I like gaming. I get to experience mm-hmm. a million different things. And I think, you know, part of like me figuring out who I was was so intrinsically tied to gaming, allowing me that kind of exploration uh, and that understand, you know, to reveal that kind of understanding about myself. And mm. I love the fact that I can see things. I love the fact that, you know, it can challenge how I think about stuff and change my mind about stuff. It's, it's the most powerful thing in the entire world. Hence why I love it. Um, yeah. But yeah. 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 Um, like you mentioned there with, uh, with, with you connecting with gaming and allow it to like discover who you are as well. I know that, um, you've, you've come out in the past just generally, but this year you came out as non-binary. Did you want to talk about like that experience for you? What is, what has that been like? Like what, first of all, like what was the reaction like to just in general among your, your, your fans and and people online? Like how did that go for you? Or even more, more personally, like what was the, was the process for you like? I think that it all kind of started where I had like, I've got, my parents have been really ill for a best part of a decade. Um, mm. And I'm sort of like coming out the other side of, it just takes up a lot of like capacity in your head. Mm. You're always worrying about stuff. So you don't really have any space for you or time and energy for yourself. Mm-hmm. And actually being alone is deeply painful because you think about all these horrible things that are happening or are about to happen. I couldn't meditate, things like that. It just it made me cry. I didn't want to be alone. Didn't want to think about that stuff. So obviously you never really ask yourself any really big questions because you don't want to talk to yourself because it's just whatever's going on up here isn't great. Um, mm. And I think after I sort of came out the other side of it, there was just something wasn't, like something wasn't clicking and I and I never really thought about it before because I guess I just didn't have the capacity, but like something just wasn't, I was like, why am I like this? Like the older I'm getting, the less any of this makes any sense. And like the further I feel like me, I just, how is that possible? Everyone gets older and they, things click into place. And I feel Mm -hmm. like when I was actually in my early twenties, I felt more me than I do now. How is that possible? I don't understand. And I think this is just a question that I kept like asking myself and asking myself. Um, 
And I was like, what does that mean? Um, and then um, basically uh, one day I was running on a treadmill and um, uh, I've got some, you know, uh, wonderful friends and they've like come out as like non-binary and stuff like that and had lots of conversations with them about different things. But I was, anyway, I was running on this treadmill. I thought, well, maybe I just haven't asked myself the right questions. Like maybe I'm trans. Like what? I, I've mm. literally never asked myself that question. Could that be what it is? Like I, I've never asked myself that. I've never thought about that. Um, anyway, I was running on a treadmill and I thought, let's, I have this thing about saying things out loud because I feel like when you when you actually vocalize things, somehow it, to me anyway, it's way more impactful. Like whatever you feel, you know, when you say something and you're like, oh, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Didn't know that. Touched the button. Anyway, so I'm running on this treadmill and I was like, okay. Um, and I just said out loud, I'm a man. I was like, I just want to, I just want to see how that feels. Does, what does that do? Does that connect in some way? Have I just been ignoring this whole thing the whole time? Uh, and I said it out loud and I was like, no, I don't. I don't feel anything towards that. Okay. And then uh, I said, I'm a woman. And I burst into tears because it had the same, it, it was not, none of it. It just, it felt the same mm. as saying I'm a man. It, it literally had no impact on me whatsoever and I was like uh, plus I was running on a treble and then I was crying and if you're crying while running you look like you're having like some sort of heart attack or like people start to look so I was like I stopped because you, you get really hyperventilating you know um, hold on was this at a, a public gym this was in a public gym this was oh, okay, a public cool. I chose okay. this moment obviously <laughs> to do this idiot mm -hmm. um and then I just sort of like stopped and I was like Jesus I was like there is clearly something going on in this like space not sure what it is but i feel like i need to, i have to have follow-up questions and that was kind of the sort of first point where i thought like maybe maybe there is something that i haven't really addressed in myself and then mm -hmm. talking more and more to like non-binary friends and, and reading more up and listening to them podcasts and just kind of exploring it a little bit more about like what that would mean and what um, like where do i fit within this um and then i think i sort of kind of half came to that conclusion but then i started you know when you suddenly you look at things through that lens and I'm like, oh, it's so obvious. Like literally since, honestly, since I was a kid, my mom would always tell these stories about how like I would, as a kid, as a baby, she would try and put me in a dress and I would scream until I was blue and nearly pass out. She just gave up. She's like, I can't put mm. you in a dress. Like literally physically couldn't do it. anything that was to do with being female or things that were kind of hyper feminine. I was really adverse by. Um, and then even then when I started presenting. So like I just used to dress in like kind of skater boy, kind of baggy trouser, like really non-gender anything. And when I first got that presenting job for that rock channel, one of the first things I did, because like a lot of the other presenters were women and they were quite... They were very sort of kind of fairly sexual and fairly kind of rock yeah. glam. Mm. Right? I mean, that that was gaming at that time, though, I imagine, like any female yeah. presenting. Like fully that, right? And like, mm -hmm. they were like, if you're going to do this job, you need to go and buy some women's clothes. And they literally mm. took me off to Camden and were like, off you go. And that was really impactful. From that, I was like, okay, if I have to do, if I want to do this job that I really love, clearly I have to look like a woman because that's how I get jobs. And yeah. I think that was that was my first job. Like it just stuck with me right from the start. So if I look back then, like all the stuff, like I'd read like women's magazines and it was like homework. Like, oh, okay, what? Fucking, 
like what can I like wear that doesn't make me want to like fully hate myself like what's a compromise here of like and and I think back to like all the clothes that I wear and, and my wardrobe was so weird it was like work Julia Julia, Julia, like <laughs> just totally different. And I was just like, yeah, but it's like people wear a suit, you mm -hmm. know? I got to dress like this. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about the hair, and I was like, why have I kept this hair for so long? It was just a crutch. It was yeah, like. Yeah, she used to have like super long hair. So long for like yeah. 20 years. It was like a ridiculous amount of time. Um, and then I started to think, well, I, maybe I have it because then it's like I can still like present femme you know, and female, but I can wear whatever I like because I could literally wear anything and you put the hair down and it's like, no, 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 you're still feminine. It's okay. Like I could actually wear the clothes I wanted to wear if I mm. had my hair down. It was so, anyway, and then that's part of the reason why I ended up like, I just, everything, I just wanted to just get rid and cut it all off and stuff. But it's been a really weird year, but good, good weird in that mm. I just, I feel, so like a lot of the time when I'd have like makeup artists for work, uh, or sometimes they might get you clothes, different different things like that. Um, and a lot of the time I would never really have like a sense of style because none of it was me. Mm. It didn't matter what they suggested. None of it was me. And like, so I was doing this job for for Lotus and the makeup artists were amazing. They're really sweet. And they were like, oh, we could do these plaits. And so I was like, oh, you know, it's not really sort of my kind of thing. And um, and they were, or oh, what about like this thing and this other kind of feminine thing? I was like, well, actually, maybe no. And then basically, you end up with something that's there's no version of what they're suggesting that's you anyway. So you yeah. just end up like I'd look back at stuff and be like, and don't get me wrong, I look like a beautiful woman. They did an amazing job. I'm not a beautiful. I'm not a beautiful woman. That's not me. That's not who I am. That's not what I want to put out into the world. That's not an expression mm. of myself. Uh, and I think I think back to all these things and I look back at old photos from my hosting and I'm like, what am I wearing? Like, you know, not just in the sense of like, maybe it's not fashionable anymore, but just like, this is so not me. Like I try dresses on now and it like, it gives me the ick a lot of the time. Like there is some stuff that I still like, but like it's now that I've kind of opened that up, I'm like, God, why did I? And then the last job that I just did, which was uh, Gran Turismo uh, Champs in Monaco, I was like, right, this now, now I'm going to wear what I want to wear. And honestly, I was just, I can't explain like the euphoria at work for the first, I don't even remember having that sense of like, I would play at being a woman and would feel the power of doing that, but it just wasn't me. And like, whilst mm. you would get like, um, hey, you look like really nice or like whatever, which was fine, but like, it just didn't mean anything mm. because it was just a complete fabrication. Whereas like everything I wore in Monaco this time and like my hair short and I can wear a suit and I can wear these things. And just suddenly I was like, it's the empowered version of me I always wanted. I just didn't know was there or I didn't know I could have. Um, so yeah, it's been a really good year. So, <laughs> like yeah. I'm in a really cool place. It's great. I mean, everyone has to work it out in their own way, in their own time. Yeah. And I think those kind of come to Jesus moments. Are, it's fascinating how everybody's story is slightly different, but it all kind of points in the same direction. Um, mm. What advice would you give to a young LGBTQ person uh, wanting to get into the industry? Oh, just embrace everything you've got. Well, first of all, we've got an amazing community who is super supportive and it grows day by day by day. Um, like, I mean, things have changed so much in the gaming industry from even when I started. I mean, there was mm. literally like a few, mm. <laughs> like it was really deeply unpleasant. And now oh, definitely. it is yeah. deeply unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and now it's actually 
they're a real like most of it for the most part is super wonderful and there are just there are so many people out there who want to support you in achieving your goals it's, it's a much more supportive like it's not when I started it was like if you got one job then someone else didn't get that job you know it was mm-hmm. very much more kind of cutthroat and it's not like that now it feels a lot more just I mean even just outside of the community it feels a lot more supportive of each other um I would just say lean into what you're really good at like think about what you love doing right so for me I like talking to people I love it I love asking questions I always have a question it's great so literally I know I was only ever going to go into presenting really because it allows me to kind of do all those things so think about like what things you love don't I mean yes okay stream but don't there is an element of it does turn into a job so just be mindful about what you decide and what kind of things you set yourself and be kind of kind to yourself like just try a lot of different stuff out that's probably the best thing for most jobs anyway try a bunch Mm. of different stuff and see what stuff you get inspired by or like you talk to your friends about because you're like oh okay so this thing happened that usually like life always gives you some really strong signals and signposts you can spend your life ignoring them sometimes, you know. So just li- just listen to that kind of like, yeah, inner voice. And uh, it, it will always kind of steer steer you right. Like thing, anything you think about a lot, anything you talk about a lot, anything you spend your time on the internet reading, like what do you read? Is it because you want to be a writer or is it because you want to, I don't know, critique games in a different mm. way? Like just think about how you spend your time and it will give you the clues of like where to start. And then all you really need to do is kind of take those steps into just doing it, whether that's just like doing it at home or doing a stream at home or just writing some stuff or like just getting involved into like going to events and meeting people and talking to people who make your favorite game, become like the best fan. So they invite you along to some stuff and then you can meet them that way. And then, you know, there's lots of ways and opportunities, um, especially if you've got a little bit of like hustle and especially if you're just really passionate. People just want to be surrounded by people who are passionate, whatever that passion. is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's infectious. I mean, that's one, one of the benefits of like, you know, being a presenter is uh, I get to be surrounded by like super nerds all the mm. time. I love super nerds, mm. my favorite, because you're talking to people who are just so passionate about particular subjects. I get excited talking to them and yeah. I want to know everything mm. it is to know about that. And like, I love that exchange of energy. I love it. Maybe I'm just, mm. maybe I just, I'm like a sort of weird energy vampire, like from what they do in the shadows or something. I don't know. But, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I, I like. I feel like I give some back. Yeah, you, I mean, you obviously have the the gift of the gab, which is uh, amazing. I will say, like some of the 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 best memories I I have. I used to listen to this podcast called. Um, Oh God, what was it called? Uh, I think it was the Game Station podcast at one time. Hmm. Um, and then it became the Co-Optional podcast. And I know you made appearances on the Co-Optional podcast <laughs> as well. Those were some of the most enjoyable episodes just Filthy. because of the amount of Filthy. banter and talk. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, Rip Total Biscuit, you will be remembered. Yeah. But um, yeah, you've been online for like such a long uh, time as well existing. Like and you, you mentioned like attitudes generally changing. Do you think they, they are changed quite a bit for the better like in terms oh, of God. like how people yeah interact. I mean I definitely think it's sort of like even even just you know being someone who's been genuinely a woman like mm. sort of roughly for most of my like um I remember like doing jobs where like every time uh, I would start doing a tv show I would just get so much like who the fuck is this blonde bitch? Da, da, like all this kind of stuff. And there were people who worked at the same company who knew less than nothing about games and would never get that. And you know, they were mm. not female or whatever. And it was frustrating. Yeah. It was very, it's very frustrating. Um, 
but it's definitely changed. You know, I think everyone's done a really good job of standing up for themselves and pushing back because when I was there, it was, it was very much a case of like, don't feed the trolls. And it was one of the worst bits of advice they ever gave yeah. women. It yeah. was like, yeah, step out of the space, leave it to the men. Sure, that sounds like a, like just leave it to the people and let them have all the space and you have none of the space and you just keep quiet and just don't let it bother you. And it's just, the, the, as soon as we all started being like, no, fuck off, yeah. and everyone saying, no, fuck off, then it really has started to sort of have an impact. And And, and things have come on like leaps and bounds. Like, honestly, it's just so much better and just so much more inclusive it was really yeah not the one I, to start with but <laughs> i definitely think like after like the me too movement as well there was kind of like a ripple effect that happened in yeah. in multiple industries and especially like the, the gaming industry i remember like seeing like so many like horrifying in the streamer community streamer stories about like just just horrible people just just finally getting their uh yeah. you know their 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 stuff put out into the lights and like I, I definitely feel like we have made strides in making the community a lot more accepting and open of people obviously there's still work to be done as you said you, I, you've yeah. talked about this so much as well I know you did a like a whole TEDx uh talk uh, about this kind of yeah. thing too in terms of like on being online uh, absolutely yeah. amazing by the way it's not everybody that can say I've done like a a, a TEDx presentation um, yeah, it was immensely... um, it was interesting. That was the night of the first like EU referendum when David Cameron. Oh really? Oh god! Wow. And I was in I was in Canada and I was trying not to watch the television and yeah. learn my lines. And I was like, this is not the time, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because also that at that point, not many people really put their head above the parapet so much. Um, mm -hmm. I was doing this blog called Misogyny Monday where I was just like taking screen grabs of all these stupid things and just showing these people up. Because it was just like half of it was just no one believed. Like, half of it is always just not, it's it's the thing happening, but it's also everyone being like, it didn't happen is almost sometimes as bad as the thing happening, right? Not always, obviously, but like some of the time. Because you're like, I'm not crazy. And I was saying all this stuff about stuff that was happening to me online. And all these, you know, men were like, well, I've never seen that. And it's like, well, no, you wouldn't. Like, why would you? And it was just this sheer frustration that I was like, why? It's like, you know, when you're a kid and an adult does something really bad and you tell your parent and they don't believe you. And it's just this horrible feeling of like, Jesus, you're like, you just, why won't you trust me? Anyway, so that's why I started the blog. So I was like, whilst I'm just sort of like taking the piss and out of these people, but it was also showing the comments because people didn't know these comments happened and, but showing it in a way that was funny. So I can kind of get on board, whatever. And that's how the, the TEDx talk like came about. Um, but yeah, there weren't many people kind of doing it and I was a bit stressed about it because I was like if I don't word this perfectly there'll be like SWAT teams at my house like I knew my life was over right which yeah. is a lot of pressure standing on a stage anyway yeah. in front of a load of people but like ha having watched it you did absolutely like fantastic so I wouldn't even I wouldn't even worry Man. about that was, was the reception like how did you feel like that went over for you was it yeah I mean I I'm, I'm a, I used to be like a really obsessed with being quite a perfectionist with presenting um mm -hmm. and I used to watch things back and kind of pick things apart but that I don't know how it happened but that was probably as close to perfection of anything I've ever done and I don't know how it happened because it was one of the most like biggest kind of you know you expect me mm. to like mess up like a little bit but I just remember getting there and I was sort of freaking out and, and we went to the auditorium the day before and they've got this big dog mm. before. it's very late and there's like a clock like it can be any more intimidating you know you've got no notes you've got nothing um 
And then I remember like standing on the dot and being like, okay, when you stand up here, you just need to like look like you want to be here. So just stand here now and don't like, don't feel like you want to get, like you want to leave the stage. If it feels like you want to leave the stage, you're going to pace, like run through what you say yeah. really quickly. Uh, and you just want to look like you belong there. Mm. I remember thinking that and standing on there and being like, okay, so this is how I'm going to stand tomorrow. And anyway, and then when I went and I did it and like, uh, there's an interesting story in that um, they ask you a lot of people are like promoting their books and stuff like that when they do these things. So before I came out, they were like, what, um, what books would you like? They sell them like in the foyer. And I just recommended like some feminist literature and stuff like that. And um, anyway, so I did the, the talk. It went really well. Afterwards, all these like young women were coming up being like, I'm going to say something now. And which was like the best compliment I've ever had about anything I've ever done in my life. I was like, Jesus, I've actually done something impactful <laughs> once mm -hmm. um and then afterwards they were telling me that um yeah that the guy uh who was running the TEDx event was basically saying that um he, he goes over like and asks the guy from the bookstore like what sells well just sort of out of interest or whatever and the guy was like um oh weirdly we've sold out of all this like feminist literature and I've had to like restock it three <laughs> times and he couldn't understand because, like, when you looked on the program, it didn't say like Julia there was Hardy, nothing like, like feminist, feminist something. Yeah. yeah, it was just like an advocate in the gaming world or something. So he was like, "Why do I keep selling out of these feminist books? Like, <laughs> what? Great. I don't understand." But, That's fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was, was one of the best things I've ever mm -hmm. done. It's probably the thing I'm most proud of because I worked really hard on it, and mm. it was sort of just like the culmination of like doing this blog for ages and just being like I've had enough and it's funny people keep finding it um last year when I went out to LA I think Aaron Greenberg from Xbox had just found it because he kept bringing it up and telling people about it she did a TEDx talk like this and I was like this has been online for like <laughs> eight years <laughs> but yeah I think people keep finding it and that's kind of cool and the strangest people sometimes bring it up as well that they just randomly found it but me included you know uh, so, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's funny and like here that, we are yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very quickly, yes. um, I know we've been talking a lot about the past, but um, what is coming up for you in 2023 that you're you're most excited about? I know you've talked in the past about um, wanting to get like a more casual gaming centered show together. Is that still something that you're working on or is there something else coming yeah. up that you're, you're excited I for? I'm constantly pitching ideas like all the time. Mm -hmm. That's all I ever want to do is like make TV show ideas. I don't know why. I just I can't stop it. Um but um, so yeah, n number one will be getting game on grandparents. Get that signed up for series two and three. That'll be that'll be the dream. Unpacking these last boxes that are on my floor. <laughs> it also is like top of yep. the list. Um, but yeah, I just I still like my whole career has been centered around trying to push gaming more mainstream. That's that's how I've made all the sort of decisions of jobs that I've sort of made. You know, more mainstream stuff like Radio One and things like that, rather than kind of staying at like an IGN mm. or a GameSpot or something. Like I want to push it out more, and that. That goal, I still feel, is something I, I still want to achieve. I've got lots of other show ideas about different stuff I want to do. So I'm kind of just pitching a whole load of different ideas at this time. And and hopefully, because it sort of felt very much like my my career had been kind of like ramping up just before lockdown happened. It was getting to a really mm. nice thing. I was just doing this BBC Sound podcast with Ethan Wilson from Eurogamer. That was going really well. And it was just like things were picking up. And then sort of lockdown happened. And it sort of, whilst I've been working, but it's not quite sort of the mm. same and now it kind of feels like it's building back up again as well so hopefully there'll be a lot more opportunities to kind of push things more mainstream because there should be more mainstream shows it's crazy that there aren't you know yeah it's crazy definitely. it's like the most popular entertainment medium in the world like oh we did a gaming show mm. it didn't work it's like well 
God, you just mm. think about how many blooming shows about frigging canals are there for God's sake. Yeah, there's so many like niche things. Like Ugh. you think there'd be something that appeals to like like most people. Like how many how many gamers? How many different dating show formats? And why isn't there a gaming dating show format? Oh, mm. there was one being pitched around at one point that was called mm. like what was it called? Like Player Two or something? I don't know. <clears throat> but I also would be really interesting whether you just dated in game. Yeah. Yeah. Game. Yeah, call it. Oh, you got game. game or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. the cir- like the circle, right? So you Wrap can't ever joystick. see anyone. Uh, I don't know. Oh Jesus! Oh. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, like the circle where you no can't... one clip that. <laughs> yeah. Clip it. Clip it now. Um, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, no, like, like something a bit like the circle where you don't know who anyone is, but you just meet everyone in game. That could be really oh, interesting. Oh, that's give cool. It a, give it a couple of years. You could, you could get into the metaverse with that. Oh, I don't want to meet an anyone idea. who's in the metaverse. That's like, that's like going on to like oh, plenty of fish or something. It's like the gaming <laughs> dating equivalent of that. Like, no, you've got to go for to VR chat for dating. That's that's the place oh, that you go to. Oh God. <laughs> No, <laughs> metaverse nah. dating is not the one. <laughs> yeah, and no doubt you're also looking forward to the gaming awards that are uh, I mean, coming up as well. I mean, it goes without saying, did, did <laughs> yeah. you know that they're in New York City? Broadway. Broadway. That's amazing. First time right. out of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's yes. going to be fantastic. So this has been wonderful talking to you and chatting about stuff but we're not quite done we always finish with what we like to call quick fire oh, questions Wait, no. <laughs> no, yeah no 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 it's time for your performance we're doing karaoke oh, no. <laughs> we wouldn't put you through that unfortunately especially not robin's karaoke uh not that i've heard it or anything <laughs> you never will <laughs> i don't do karaoke um Yes. Yeah, oh, so... I'll get you to do it sometime. Oh, oh, it'll happen. This just it'll sounds happen. like a challenge. In... Uh... Yeah, it does. If we can get him wasted enough. <laughs> okay. In New York City. New York, in New York City. City. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta drag Robin 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 to karaoke in uh, in New York City. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Right. Quick fire questions. So rules are: just say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, you don't have to go into great detail about anything. Culturally it's just... and career ending. Yes, yeah. this it's is what safe. we hope for. Let's questions. go. <laughs> okay, awesome. I'm not worried at all. Okay, cool. Um, what's been your favorite game this year? Oh God, uh, uh, Stray. So far. Cute. What was the one game that defined your childhood? Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Hell yeah. Um, who's your favorite video game character? I think probably Commander Shepard. Femme Chef, obviously. Femme obviously. Yeah. 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 Uh, what game do you most That's want really a sequel to? to Mark um, <laughs> sorry. I just like no, Femme Chef is best. Right, that is right, that right. is that is ideal. Um, uh, <laughs> sequel. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, I've got a really good one. Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm. It was really good. Add Very in some nice. like Borderlands-esque electrical corsic like fire mm. elemental damage. Nice. You heard it awesome. here first. Yeah. Um who would be your dream interview guest? So you pin one person down and you get to interview them, dead or alive. Dead um, or alive. Oh, God. Um, could be fictional as well. Okay. Mm. Uh, Gia Karanji, you know the model who like was one of the most like uh, first kind of uh, openly queer mm-hmm. models uh, who sadly passed away from AIDS. She was um when Cindy Crawford come, came along, she looked so much like her, they used to call her Baby Gia. That Angelina Jolie did a movie, Every Straight 
man has like seen it because Angelina Jolie yeah. has her tits out. There you go. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah, interesting. Yeah, the <laughs> Gia. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what game are you most looking forward to coming out in 2023? Mm, Anything on I the horizon? Starfield, I reckon. Okay. Maybe, yes. This next what's one's the, a deep cut. Yeah, uh, what's the best LucasArts game? Best LucasArts game? Uh, <laughs> Day of the Tentacle. Wait, Thank it wasn't LucasArts. Was it LucasArts? I feel like it was LucasArts. It was around the same time. Possibly. Maybe. No. I, I've, I, I, I have an admission. I don't think I've ever played a LucasArts game, except for Ball Blazer, which was I yeah. think was their very first game. But that, that's the only LucasArts Chat. game I played. Is it? Is Day of the Tentacle Luke? I feel... Oh, Maybe. Sam. Come on, chat. Oh, uh, Tayson's already said it. It is LucasArts! Yeah. It is. Oh, it is. yes. Yeah, yes, Tayson. Oh, cancelled? Why am I cancelled? <laughs> also, also, you've been cancelled. Because of Ball Blazer? What? It's the first game I played on the Atari 2800. I don't know what, what console it was on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's the best esports moment you've witnessed? Oh, God. Uh, it was the Gran Turismo Championships World Finals when we were at Sydney. Uh, it was like an epic last race that basically came down to like the final moment and everybody lost their entire voice because they were screaming so much and it was amazing. Oh, yes. Uh, last question. It's a bit more of a slightly need to expand your mind slightly. Mm. Um, if you're marooned on an island, but it is a very technical island because you can have Wi-Fi and that, but you can't call for help and you can't call an Uber. Uh, right. If you were marooned on an island, what three mm. games would you want to have with you? <sighs> okay, wait a minute. Can they be online games? Yeah. Yes, but you can't use that to call for help. <laughs> well, you've definitely got to have like an online multiplayer game because then it would be different every time. Um, but what? Which one? Oh, God. What can I play over and over and over again? Maybe like Mass Effect 2 for like when I feel lonely and I need to romance my subordinates subordinates in a really inappropriate that, now way fantastic choice who's who's your this bonus quick fire question who's your personal go-to in uh mass effect 2 uh, um i think it was um in mass effect 2 so i play as fem and it was um what's the like ensign's name you know like your oh god what's yes the face by the thing Taste i cannot no. remember her name come on jack <laughs> you know what i mean Channel no but that's what yeah. i mean but it's like slightly inappropriate like you're the boss but then you're mm. like I mean, who's the end? Cool. Who's the ensign is, from Mass Effect? And I know who voices it. It's so stupid. Anyway, that is um, reframing that game in a way I didn't want to think about now. But yeah, <laughs> we'll come um, back to that. We'll two, back to that. two more, okay, two more games on your on, on your fictional island. See, because I don't replay a lot of stuff because I'm like one go. Hmm. Um, maybe I'll play something like. I don't know, like Call of Duty and just become like amazing when I came off yeah. the island, I'd be like fully pro. But like, it's the only time I'd probably dedicate that much time to it. Uh, oh God, and then what else? Can't uh, uh, I get one of those like weird, like handheld emulators that has like 4,000 games in one? Oh, that is so <laughs> cheating though. Like, those like cartridges. <laughs> it still counts as one game, I guess. There you go. There they were like super illegal. There you go. Damn. Not endorsing that, but uh, we got there. We got there. Okay. I'm trying to it's find really out who the squad mate is for Mass Effect 2. 
because well, technically, um, she's not even squad mate because she just literally hands you your emails and stuff. Oh god! You know what I mean? Oh, well, let's tweet oh. about it after the show. Okay, all right. Yes, yeah. we'll have to find out later. <laughs> right. Uh absolutely fantastic stuff. Thank you again for joining us today. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you and just to get your your takes on video games. Um, it's, it's been it's been really fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's been, I hope it's been a lot of fun. Yes, I have had fun. This has been great and uh, awesome. yeah i can't wait <laughs> yeah no no it's been great and i can't wait i can't wait for new york new york new york new york on broadway right broadway. yes of course thank you to you too my my co-host my lovely co-host robin you've been you've been absolutely fantastic always a too. pleasure always yes. a pleasure um looking forward as you say to lots of wonderful things for the gaming awards uh it's gonna be a really really good year mm-hmm. fantastic year so once again, thank you everybody for joining us on this special holiday gaming awards episode. Uh, the Gaming Podcast Live will return this January, so be sure to keep an eye on socials for the next show date. And do not forget to vote for your favorite streamer and game. You can head on over to gamingmag.com forward slash vote 23. That's gamingmag.com forward slash vote 23. Pop down your votes, do all the good stuff. Let us know who you want to win. Absolutely. And in the meantime, you can follow the Gaming Mag channel right here on Twitch uh, or subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of these amazing shows. And of course, podcasts can be listened back at any time on all major podcast platforms. Uh, and if you're listening on those podcast platforms, come on over to the Twitch to join us live, get in the chat and engage with us throughout a wonderful time we all have. Um, so yeah, head on to uh, twitch.tv slash Gaming Mag. Yeah, hit that follow button. Hit that follow button. Okay, now I personally will be back hosting a special edition of Let's Go Gaming with some wonderful ambassadors, uh, possibly on the 21st of December. We're still pinning down that date, but it's most likely going to be the 21st of December. So make sure you come back then. You can watch uh, a whole host of gaming ambassadors play um, a very special game, but we're not going to reveal that just yet. So uh, keep your eyes on the socials. But until then, don't forget to keep reading Gaming Magazine and we will see you for the holidays or after the holidays. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye.